0: Welcome once again to Lato's Law. Here's Steve Lato. I mentioned time to time that I'm from Michigan. I'm actually sitting in Michigan as I speak to you right now. And um, I will call out any state that I think does something inappropriate, even if it's my home state. So Michigan has now rolled back reforms on civil asset forfeiture. This story is from Reason.com. Jacob Solemn wrote it. And Michigan, is now a more dangerous place for anyone who flies with large amounts of cash. If you're flying with cash, uh, Michigan might not like that. From 2015 to 2019, in response to complaints that greedy cops were indiscriminately grabbing property they claimed was connected to criminal activity, Michigan legislators repeatedly amended the state's civil asset forfeiture laws. They were actually moving the needle in the right direction. They were making it a little bit harder, a little bit harder, a little bit harder each time for civil asset forfeiture to happen. This year, they reversed some of those reforms, making it easier to confiscate cash of travelers in the name of cracking down on crime. And that's the whole thing. They always say, oh, we're fighting crime. That's why we're doing this silly thing over here. Michigan previously required a criminal conviction prior to completion of a forfeiture. Involving cash or other property worth $50,000 or less. Why they have that number, no one knows. Because if it's $51,000, shouldn't it also require a criminal conviction? A pair of bills signed by the governor lowered that ceiling to $20,000 for assets seized at airports. So they've made a little airport exception. So if you're passing through an airport, With $25,000 in cash on you, they can just take it from you and say, if you want your money back, sue us. And you say, am I going to be charged with a crime? Eh, maybe, maybe not. Who knows? Drug trafficking will not be tolerated in Michigan, declares the state rep from DeWitt, Graham Filler. He sponsored one of the bills. The men and women who keep our airports secure need to have the proper authority to keep drugs and drug money out of our state. And this reform gives them the tools they need. So he seems to think that the airports are where drugs and drug money are coming into the state. And that there are people at the airports watching out for these things. Um, I'm not quite sure about some of that, but then again, another representative from Taylor named Alex Garza claimed his related bill made Michigan a safer place because drug traffickers will now think twice before trying to profit off the lives of our residents. So you're a you're a, you're, a, you're a drug kingpin and you're over in say I don't know, Utah and you're thinking about flying to Georgia. And the question is you're looking at orbits.com or an equivalent site and it says we can fly you through Detroit or we can fly you through Cincinnati. You're going to go, "Ooh, I better go through Cincinnati cuz Michigan's got that law." <laughs> Meanwhile, the governor was equally enthusiastic by removing barriers to forfeiture of property seized in association with a drug crime, she said. The bills empower airport authorities to crack down on those crimes. Now, here's the point. If the money is seized in association with a crime, why not require the conviction? If it's a crime, you charge the person with a crime and then when they get convicted, you keep the money, and everyone skips that. And and here's the thing: the politicians are banking on the fact that most people respond to the buzzwords like fighting crime, as opposed to the underlying concept: we will steal your money. And so, one thing you have to remember is this is an election year. Now, it's it's an off election in the sense of the presidential election, but you know midterm, but. But there is an election coming up, and a lot of these people here need votes. And so they're thinking, if I start making noise about cracking down on crime, people in DeWitt will remember that, or people in Taylor will remember that. So if by chance you get a politician on your front porch one of these days, knocking, asking for your vote, step out on the porch and say, I'm glad you're here. Let's talk about something near and dear to my heart. And the politician's eyes will light up and you say civil asset forfeiture. And then they will pretend to not know what you're talking about. They're going to go, oh, what, what is that now? Uh, it's when the police encounter somebody who's got money and they, they just take it and say it's because you committed a crime. Well, of course, yeah, if you committed a crime. But they don't require a conviction. They don't even require charges being filed. I'll have to look into that. What do you mean you have to look into that? You guys just passed a bunch of bills. Assuming this person's an incumbent. Oh, you know something? I'll have my people back at the office research that for you. No, 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 no. You voted for this. You thought it would fight crime. Explain to me how it fights crime. By the way, can I ask you how much cash you got on you right now? How much cash do you have on you right now? Oh, that's none of your business. Why is it the business of law enforcement then to ask you how much cash you got on you? Far from being a safer place thanks to this reform... Michigan is now a more dangerous place for people who fly with cash. Now, the governor assures us there's no cause for alarm because this money is, quote, seized in association with a drug crime, unquote. But that's an allegation the government should have to prove, not a presumption that travelers should have to rebut after armed agents of the state have robbed them. And that's Jacob Solemn letting us know how he feels about it, and I agree with him wholeheartedly. A lot of people who write stuff on the Internet tend to tone it down a bit, He's coming right out and saying it. They've been robbed when they've had their money taken by people carrying weapons at the airport. That's robbery. Forfeiture affidavits routinely employ vague boilerplate that falls far short of establishing a criminal nexus. Michigan law enforcement agencies have a strong incentive to assume the money they came across is drug-fueled because they get to keep 90%... Of the money they get. They get to keep 90% of it. And remember, the boilerplate language they use is stuff like, oh, the money was in bundles and it had been rubber banded into bundles. Yes, see, only criminals use rubber bands. And you you can't outlaw the rubber bands, of course, but only criminals use them. Traveling with cash is not a crime, knows Dan Elbin from the Institute for Justice. His organizations represented many innocent people whose allegedly drug-tainted money was seized at airports. People regularly fly with large amounts of cash for a wide variety of completely legitimate reasons related to their business or personal finances. Allowing authorities to take air travelers' cash without a criminal conviction simply because they have a large sum of money is a blatant violation of their rights. And if I was on the other side of this, if I was one of the people who just realized now I get to grab more money, all I would do is watch for the flights coming in from Vegas. Not everybody wins in Vegas, but those who do sometimes carry their cash home. Hey, what are you doing with all this cash? I won it in Vegas. Yeah, sure you did. Sure you did. Turn it over. Turn it over. So I am ashamed and embarrassed to admit that this is the state of Michigan. They had been moving the needle in the correct direction. That is making it harder and harder for the powers that be to take your money without a criminal conviction. And they just reversed a bunch of that. And like I said, I don't even understand why they had the number in there of $50,000 dollars. Or twenty thousand dollars, or or anything like that. They ought to just say we can't take the money unless there's a criminal conviction, and that would think of all the bills that they could have saved the paper and and, and all the time passing. They, you know, they, they keep passing different bills piecemeal, so each person who proposes a little bill can say I I helped do that. I drafted one of the bills. Why did it take so many bills to just drop that ceiling from fifty to twenty? And why don't we just do the common sense thing and say, yeah, if you are convicted of a crime, the proceeds, profits, fruit, whatever you call it, of that crime are subject to forfeit. That makes complete sense. Everyone I talk to agrees with that. I've yet to meet anybody who says, Steve, criminals should be allowed to keep their money. I've had some people say, Steve, I've seen criminals who get to keep their money because they're corporations. And corporations are often treated differently than people are. I understand that distinction. But I'm not getting off on these far-afield tangents. What I'm talking about here is simply this. Someone is committing crimes. They get caught. They get charged. Fair trial. Convicted. They lose all their appeals. Okay? Turns out that they had gathered up money, which was profit, from those crimes. Now, if the money can be returned to victims, like let's suppose someone embezzles money and they get arrested. Well, the money they've embezzled, if you can return it to the rightful owner, you do that. But, Somebody's running a long-term enterprise peddling illicit drugs. And they get busted, and they get charged, and they get convicted, and they're sent off to the Hooskow. And it turns out that they had $10 million in cash in bundles, rubber-banded, in a safe inside their house, which we know came from that activity. That should be forfeited. And I think pretty much everyone I've talked to says, I agree wholeheartedly, that should be forfeited. But the idea that, well, we're going to have this imaginary line of either 20000 or $50,000. And if it's at an airport, if it's at an airport, uh, that we'll assume is then obviously proceeds from illegal activity. Obviously, we'll take that from you. And if you want it back, you got to sue us. And I would say that any time in America where you put the burden on the victim and say you have to prove you're innocent, um, most people also recognize that's wrong as a legal concept. In America, you should be presumed innocent unless somebody can prove that you're guilty. And so they say, well, no, we've got your money. You've got to prove your money's innocence. It's not really what's happening. You've got to prove your innocence to get your money back. That's what's really happening. And it's an injustice. It's a scourge. And I mentioned in a video a couple days ago that there are four states, in essence, that have done away with civil asset forfeiture in the old traditional you know, sense. And, and Michigan had not done away with it, but they had reformed it. And they are now unreforming it. And why? I suspect it's because the election coming up. So there you go. uh, Jacob Solomon wrote this for Reason.com. Michigan rolls back reforms of civil asset forfeiture. I'm embarrassed and I'm sorry and I apologize to everybody in the audience because I'm from Michigan and that's my home state and the home state is doing something stupid. So there you go. Questions or comments, put them below. Let's talk to you later. Bye-bye. Thank you for watching Lato's Law. Do not go where the path may lead, go instead where there is no path and leave a trail.